Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome to Rejoice Pompano Bible Study. We're thrilled to have everybody here, and we're thrilled to have everybody on the media. We are loving to talk to you all around the world, and we just give God all the praise and the glory of what he is doing. Tonight, we're going to be talking at the beginning, with God, you will gain the victory. And that is what we want to believe each and every day, is when you get up, write this down, and say, with God, I am going to gain the victory. We're going to have a marriage restored. We are going to gain the victory. Because Jesus Christ is the victorious one who defeated Satan. And he defeated Satan. And we are his children. God brought us. And he, Jesus Christ was sent down to die for all of us to have eternal life. And he died and paid and shed his blood on the cross. And so we have got to understand who we are as a child of Christ. And so I am so excited that everybody comes because we want you to take all these words that we read in the Bible and put them together topically so that we can say, okay, you know what? I can be victorious. I don't have to leave defeated. I don't have to let the devil keep tacking my mind. And there is victory. And that is what we want to talk tonight about, is there is victory uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 60 starts out with verses 11 and 12. Give us aid against the enemy. Now, you may think that your spouse is the enemy, but we know that's not true. But we have an enemy, and it's the devil himself with many cohorts. And we want to understand that we need to pray for the enemy to be removed. Now, your spouse may have fallen into the trap of doing the world's way, living the world's way, living a sinful lifestyle. That is not of God. But he was tempted like Eve was tempted by the enemy. Okay? So give us aid against the enemy, for the help of man is worthless. With God, we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. And that's Psalm 60, verse 11 and 12. And when your husband or wife sees the truth in their mind, if they will stop believing the lies of the enemy, we can see a total transformation by them. So what are you facing today? Are you facing marriage problems or other circumstances? Regardless, nothing, nothing is impossible. You know, I did this yesterday, and because so many of you happen to read um, sometimes and hear the Sunday devotional, and due to all the graduations and due to the many parties that we were having with many families, depending on what age your children are, um, I had a senior, uh, Madison, 
graduated from uh, high school this year, and uh, I had a kindergarten child uh, be promoted and did an assembly, which we'll talk about, and was um, moved to the first grade. And so I've, we've been going to everything, and we're so excited about it. But so have husbands and wives that haven't been together for a season. And that is where we're praying all these June weddings or any family celebrations, that this brings them back together to see each other and let the Holy Spirit touch and open the eyes and the, open the blinded eyes and see the truth of what they've left and how their children are growing up. But thanks be to God, he will give us the victory. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57 to 58, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know your labor is not in vain. All that you're doing right now, you are maturing and growing in the Lord and you are going to be used so mightily in now and in the future. We don't have to wait for our marriage to be restored. We can, we can uh, serve the Lord now. And may we always remember, we walk in faith. We trust the Lord and we stand on the promises. But if we don't do those three things, we can get, we've got to remember there's victory in Jesus. Lord, I just thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you have done and are doing around the world with all of the school events from kindergarten all the way up to college and universities, graduations. And we just give you the praise and the glory that there have been several and many getting together of mothers and fathers and grandparents and all that we don't get to see of aunts and uncles and cousins. Oh, Lord, we pray that where there was any and all um, anger and bitterness and unforgiveness, oh, we are praying that you will remove it in the name of Jesus and that we would put peace back into our families. You would put the love, that unconditional love, back into our families. And we are asking, while our college kids may be home or they may be working uh, at their school or wherever they're at. But the ones that are coming back, we pray that you would bless them and help them while they're down wherever they are. Getting a job, earn money, and being with their mom and dad and family members and, and having fellowship and remembering how important family is. And Lord, we just ask that you would go touch the prodigals the husbands, the wives, the, the young adults that are gone into an addiction. And we just ask that you would go rescue them, rescue them and pull them out of that fire that they're living in, that unchrist lifestyle that they really maybe years ago despised. And Lord, we just ask that you would go and rescue them this summer. We are asking you to just open the doorway and we get breakthroughs one after another. Like the river that is a tsunami, like the rivers that are in Mississippi and Arkansas and Alabama and Maryland that are all flowing around, we want a tsunami of marriages. We want marriages flowing down 
getting restored and getting healed and getting resurrected and rebuild their marriage on the solid rock of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we know you do it. We hear about it. We see about it. We read it on our Saturday testimonies. We even know um, just recently that, that a man surprised his wife and she did not know her husband was in town and he uh, sang a song to her in a church service. So we know God is restoring hearts. We just need more. We want all of them, and we want ours to be touched. But Lord, help us grow. Help us mature. Help us be faithful each and every day, and let us not become weary and become lukewarm and give up. And we will just give you the praise. Lord, we ask that you would fill this room up. We ask that you would also <clears throat> have every seat wherever they're at May anyone that's got an urgent need or a broken heart or a wounded heart or a hopeless heart, we pray you will touch them tonight by not what I say, but what you put through me or say through me or what the word says, it touches them and they get touched. And we are asking you, Father, to touch all of our people and even tomorrow and when they listen to it on the media, we just ask that you would touch that and may you give hope and encouragement to all our standards around the world and we'll give you the praise and the glory in jesus precious name we pray amen all righty well we are so excited to have everybody here tonight and we're in i guess officially june so it's summertime and the june weddings are going to be starting and we're going to be praying for all of them to have uh uh, the proper counseling before the marriage, and we ask that they make a commitment for life. And uh, we are just, it's not just a marriage, um, that we, it's, a con it's not a contract, it is covenant, a covenant marriage. So anyway, we are going to um, sing two songs, so let's stand up and worship the King of Kings. It's your great name, and here I am to worship.
Good evening, good evening. I'm Deanne. Maybe some of you haven't met me. I am uh, one of the prayer partners here at Rejoice. Also a reconciled stander, not married yet. We're still waiting for that date. Praise God. We want to welcome all of you here tonight. We thank you for coming out to Rejoice Pompano. And I know some of you are battling traffic, and thank God you're here. You made it especially the ones from far away, right? (laughs) Praise God. Well, we know we're going to have a blessed evening tonight, and um, we just want to start out celebrating our June birthdays and anniversaries. So if you have a June birthday, raise your hand. Just wave it, and let's... Grace, okay. Anyone else for June birthday? No? Wow, you're special. (laughs) The one and and only... (laughs) Any anniversaries this month? Beautiful. One, two, three, four, five. Wow, praise the Lord. Lots of June weddings, as Charlene was saying, lots of June weddings. We have lots of June anniversaries, and we are believing God for a wonderful month, a month, wonderful month for birthdays. You do get a free gift, so when the meeting is over, when Charlene wraps up, you can go to the table, and um, the girls will help you get a free gift. Uh, broker CD of your choice, so they'll guide you there. Okay, so that will be your blessing this month. I would like to share a just a scripture with you, and then we're going to have our, our prayer groups tonight, okay? The Lord's really been ministering to me the last couple months about inquiring of the Lord, asking of the Lord, not to do anything without first consulting him. Amen? And some of us are either to one extreme or the other. Some of us are planners, organizers. We like to plan and do everything and know everything, and we don't want to wait. Others are kind of more lax and, um, well, whenever, whenever. We need to get in that, in that middle. We need to get in that, that center where we're bringing everything before the Lord. And we may think that we do, but if you really monitor your days, you'll find I didn't ask God if I should say that or do that or go here or go there. And I just feel that in this time right now, the Lord really needs us tuned in. Uh, I want to share the scripture. We know that many kings and many prophets, and they, they always inquired of the Lord before they did anything. So in First Chronicles 14 and verse 8, I'm just going to read a couple scriptures. Now, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went out against them. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephraim, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? The Lord said to him, Go up for I will deliver them into your hand. And then as we go uh, down to verse 13, then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God. And God said to him, you shall not go up after them. Circle around them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you heard When you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle, for God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So David did as God commanded him, and they drove back the army of the Philistines. 
So when we always include the Lord, rely on the Lord, depend on the Lord, ask and inquire, he is going to lead us into that place of victory. He's going to lead, lead us into that place of peace, that place of blessing, that place of obedience. We don't want to be behind him. We don't want to be ahead of him. We want to be walking right with the Lord. Even if we think, well, I should say this, I should do this, and that's a desire. I say, Lord, this is what I'm thinking of saying or doing, but I want to make sure you approve of it, that you are giving me permission, that you have that peace in your heart that God's releasing you to do that. So I encourage you. Um, to do that, I'm going to read one last thing, and we're going to pray. As the Lord puts things in my heart, I just write them down. So this was kind of like a little poem, kind of like a poem that he gave me. Be still, be quiet, listen to my voice. I am always speaking to you. Ask me, inquire of me, include, rely, and depend on me at all times. Make no choice, go nowhere, speak nothing. Make no plans without coming to me to know my will first. We must agree and be as one. It is not safe to be astray and alone in your own way. The enemy will snatch you up and bring destruction. I will keep you in the flock in my sight and under my protection. Do not be wise in your own eyes with pride, but be humble, meek, and mild. Coming as a child to receive permission for your plans and intentions. It is better to walk with me and be close by my side than to cry out in your time of trouble and decide, Lord, I need you now. You went ahead or fell behind, but that was never in the original plan. Where is the spirit throughout your day, forgotten and ignored or welcomed and obeyed? Many want to blame me when things get out of hand, but I say, where is reverence and trust in my commands? Amen. Okay, let's, um, let's pray, and then we're going to divide up in groups. Father, we thank you for your presence here tonight. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. And Father, as we divide up into groups of two or three, we're going to just share with one another uh, briefly and pray so that we can agree. We know there is power in agreement, Lord, so we thank you for blessing this prayer time that we will have before we come back to worship you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so gather um, two or three together, not, not more than four, two or three together, men with men, women with women, and just, um, just pray your request out among your group, and then we'll come back together and uh, have a final prayer, and then we're going to worship the Lord again, okay? Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his soul.
Father, we just praise you that you've heard every request, Father, every desire, every need, Lord, that these precious ones have brought before you, your sons and your daughters. And we thank you that you are a good, good Father, that you are the sovereign Lord seated on your throne, Father. You know everything. Father, I pray that you would just... Just send out your angels, send out your spirit, pour out your your presence, Lord God, upon your sons and your daughters, upon every precious stander and all of our prodigals, Lord God, all of our children, our families. Father, you know exactly how to get their attention. Lord, you know how to put people and resources into their path. Father, you know how to shake them and awaken their spirit, Father God. We thank you for bringing resurrection life and resurrection power to our our loved ones, our prodigals. Father, we thank you that they cannot hide from you. They cannot run from you. They cannot escape your love and your goodness, Father God. We praise you for who you are, God, that you've given us your best. You've given us your son, Jesus. You've given us the victory in his name. We thank you for his blood, his life, his love, his name. Father, we thank you that you will continue to renew hope, Father God, and encourage and give great grace and and wisdom and revelation and discernment, Father God, to all of your sons and daughters here tonight and listening uh, to this Bible study, Father God tonight or around the world tomorrow. Father, we bless you for continuing to be with us this evening. We thank you for the the worship. We thank you for the teaching that Charlene has uh, prepared by your spirit, Father, that it will be a blessing, that it will lift us up, and it will just let us be seated in heavenly places in Christ, that we have your perspective, that we have your ears to hear, your heart to love, your eyes to see, your mind to know. Father God, we love you and we bless you and we say yes and amen to all your promises and all that we brought before you tonight, Lord, we receive it by faith. We receive it, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let's return to our seats and we're going to worship the Lord again.
what? We have a good, good Father. We do have a good, good Heavenly Father. Amen. Well, I put that and picked that one because it's Father's Day in this month. As we talked about weddings, it's also Father's Day. And we know that that is awesome. So before I do anything else, I want to do one more thing. And we're going to watch a video for just a minute and a half, okay? It's an amazing song. It just kind of happened. It took about 10 minutes, I guess. Bart, you didn't write this song in 10 minutes. It took a lifetime. How'd you do this? You know, I've never told anybody my story. When I was uh, 11 years old, life was tough. Where's Mama? She's gone. She don't want me no more. And she don't want you neither. And I've always loved music. And I found some songs that I just, I held on to. They gave me hope. Mercy me, that can't be his real voice. Because I needed it. Dad, I can do this. No, you can't. And you're going to blink your eyes and you're going to realize that life has gotten you nowhere because you chased some stupid dream. I can. I'm leaving. I want you to know that I pray for you all the time. And I hope that you find whatever it is that you're looking for out there. What are you running from? My dad. Then write about it. Let that pain become your inspiration. I got some stuff I need to sort out. And I deal with it the only way I know how. And that's to write a song. You hungry? I uh, set the table. What is this? I want to make things right. <laughs> you and me. My dad was a monster. And I saw God transform him. Gift, real gift. I didn't think that God could do that. And so I wrote this song for my dad. Wow. I tell you, if you have seen that movie, I sobbed through the whole thing. And uh, we're going to sob here. Next July 2nd, this next meeting, we're going to fill this up with you bringing all the family, all the friends, all the co-workers. We got a big room, and we're going to fill it up to tell them that this is a God that can touch the hardest and the meanest man into a, into a saved man. And we want to know, we... we I know you may have had a father or a mother or a husband or a wife that have been uh, maybe just not that mean, but have been uh, nasty and all. But I want to tell you, we want to proclaim. We wa I don't think you can see one good movie once. I think you need to see it twice or three times. So I'm going to have you be the second or the third. And if you buy the DVD and have people at your house, that's awesome. And another great idea. But what 
a ministry we can do in bringing others to see what he went through, but how it ended, how it ended. And if you have not seen it yet, how many have not seen it yet? Oh, my goodness. I, we, this was Tim's idea, and I saw it, and I said, yes. So, okay, I'm not even going to tell you all about it. You all to come and bring a whole bunch more. What you have missed, you don't know what you have missed, and you're going to be touched so much because you're going to be so excited because it's about forgiveness and it's about love and it's just got, it's awesome. It is so awesome that I wrote down something about how awesome. I can only tell you that they have um, Priscilla Shire, they have the, the brothers that have put on so many um, the Kent brother, what is it? Kendrick brothers. They're in it, and there are just so many people that are well known on it. But it was it grossed 84 million worldwide against a production budget of seven million, and it's the third highest grossing music uh, movie of all time in the United States. This has played for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. When they only put them up for two weeks, and then our Christian movies are gone, you know? And this stayed, and I don't know, I thought uh, Wikipedia would tell me something, but I, Wikipedia doesn't know everything, people. But, uh, but they were, it was like on for like 12, 13 weeks. I don't know, the, don't quote me. Uh, but it was on for many, many weeks in Florida. And, uh, and that was amazing because people kept going, seeing it. And it just rocketed. And uh, so we decided what better place of what he went through than for us to have it at a Rejoice Marriage Ministry night. So bring them all, and we are going to pack it out. And we asked we're going to have popcorn and all the goodies that need to go with it. And uh, so anyway, it's going to be a fun night, but it's going to be a spiritual night. Okay? That, that's what, and you pray, when you bring your people and family and friends, pray that their souls saved and touched. I don't think there cannot be, but, um, but anyway, we're just going, we're really excited we're doing this, and um, it's exciting. It's, I'm, I'm just so thrilled. I, I want to go see it immediately right I'd go see it tonight if I could see it, but I've got another commitment. But anyway, get excited and, and start inviting people for something big. And uh, it's July 2nd, so it's before July 4th, so maybe everybody hasn't left for town yet, okay? So, because it's in the middle of the week. So, listen, you know what? I, I want you to know that we pray for you all the time. We uh, do devotions, and we pray for all of you, and I just want to tell you, I deeply love all of you, and I deeply appreciate all of you coming out and sacrificing your night coming, and then it's a lot, it's live here, and then it's over being recorded, and then you can watch it tomorrow, or you can send it to other people, 
and they can watch it and people around the world watch it and we're just blessed. And I must say, if you do not watch our podcast, um, I must say the last two weeks, uh, you need to go back under uh, media and look at the podcast because Deanne gave her, has anybody seen it? Deanne did a podcast with me and for two weeks in a row, because her, pod, her testimony is a little bit longer, it'd be like me, you know, don't tell me I only got a half hour, you know? And so she did it in two weeks of things you don't know about her, so, and about her marriage, and about her wedding, and her engagement ring, but it's very revealing, and it's, did y'all like it? It's really awesome. And I'm so proud of what she did, and, and to God be the glory. Is it to God be the glory of what she has done? And she's a prayer warrior in our office, and we have Donna and Beverly. And Beverly's not here tonight because her dad uh, got pneumonia, and so we want to pray for him. He just went to a rehab after being in the hospital a week, and she's going to have to stay up with him there for a little bit. And Lori's not here tonight because Ashley, which everybody knows about Ashley, who has a disability, and has been going since two years old, and she's now 12, uh, to Cincinnati uh, Children's Hospital for surgeries of all kinds and everything. And uh, mom and dad and her have gone to two different children's hospitals because she's got a second problem, and she's going to be in Ohio for two different children's hospitals in two different cities this week. So keep Ashley, Scott, and Lori on uh, your prayer list and pray for good reports and all no complications and all the things they have to do. Ashley started at two and you don't know as much. Now you're 12 and you know everything, more than anything. So just uh, we appreciate your prayers for our family, also as well as Beverly's. So anyway, that's where we're all at and now we're going to start teaching. And Lord, help me have the mind of Christ. Help me have the mind of Christ. And, you know, I have been reading about uh, doing a, a Bible study of Lord, of, I'll show it to you. You know, it's amazing how God speaks. It's amazing when God is trying to speak to you about something. It was just like Deanne said tonight. You know, he, he tells us, and he really wants us to learn and to grow in the Lord. <clears throat> and we must be willing to study and read the word and obey the word. And, you know, all of those things sound so nice when I'm up here and we've had the pastor preach to us. And last night there was a pastor at our church um, that opened up the Bible to Ezekiel 37. And you could have just said, that's for me, because that was one of my scriptures. My marriage was dead and dead and deader. And he was planning a wedding, and it was hopeless. And this was many, many, many years ago. And I, I knew God like you all know God, but now I want a miracle. And, and there, there was the pastor, everybody said, give up, you know. But you don't give up. You don't give up on your covenant marriage. You don't give up on your husband. And you got three kids. And you don't give up because of circumstances. 
We go through the circumstances and let God get the glory. On the other side, where that he gets the praise, he gets the glory and honor. I know you're going through circumstances, but you're going to go through them, and God is holding, the Lord says, I'm holding your righteous right hand. And so I want you to understand that this is maybe the hardest time of your life, but now I can say it was the best time of my life because I grew in the Lord like never before. And I've, and I've grown and I've grown and I've grown and I study and study, but there was such a special time with the Lord then that I don't regret it. And you're going to have restored marriages here and you're going to say the same thing because the ones that are restored say it. Because you want your marriage to be cleansed and purified and holy. But we need to be cleansed, purified, and holy. And that's what we've got to quit saying, oh, it's all about them. No, there's many looking back at me. So anyway, um, let's pray before I go any further. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for, I can only imagine what you're going to be doing in each and every one of these people, hearts and their lives and their children's lives and their spouses, husbands and wives, husbands and wives' lives, into the teenager lives, into the young adult lives that we have of children. Lord, we can't even only imagine what you're going to do, but we know that you want to do immeasurably more than we can ever begin to imagine. And I want us to dream and listen to the Lord speak to us. And I want when he gives us a rhema word, when it leaps off the page like Ezekiel 37 did years ago and said, I'm going to breathe new life into Bob and your marriage. And I believed it because the Lord said it to me. And so I know that nothing is too hard. Nothing. I know the Lord touched my heart when I should, they told me I was going to die in a year. I know Bob was supposed to die so many times, and he never did. He was touched by God. We were spared to serve him. And Lord, I just pray that you will have the Holy Spirit go up and down these roads tonight. And I just say, heal the wounded heart. Heal the crushed spirit because he's the greatest physician. He's the greatest counselor. And he wants you to make time every day to read his word. Every day to spend time listening to him. And Lord, I pray that the devil will open, be gone in the name of Jesus. And you flee. In the name of Jesus, Satan be gone. But that you will open our eyes, open our eyes to hear and see the truth. And the truth will set us free and then set our spouses free and our family free and loved ones and churches. And it goes on. It's multiplication. Lord, touch us today. Open our height, our heart today. Open our eyes today. Open our minds today that we want to be different. We don't want to stay the same. 
We don't want to have that anger, bitterness, and hatred in our minds and, and being tormented by circumstances. We don't want that. We want to say, well, let go and let God deal with it. And Lord, we just pray that this will be a teaching from you and that right, whatever I say is coming out. You're speaking it through me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Anoint this time. So anyway, I was telling my grandson, who's from Liberty University, and he's back in town, and I said, guess what? I found an old, old book. I, I, I've been praying, Lord, I, I want to go another level, and I want to do something, and I don't know what you want me to do. And it's not that I don't have a bought and a stack of books that I'm always reading. And all of a sudden, I pulled out this notebook, and this big book like this, and it's called The Mind of Christ by T.W. Hunt and Claude King. And I tell you, and they still sell them, and they even have a revised, upgraded, updated um, book. But this is the oldie goldie one I had. I had never gotten, I had gotten into about four pages and never finished it. Well, you know, shame on me. But anyway, Lord pulled it out, and I even, we did it at our uh, prayer meeting last week, and I shared, and then we uh, had one of the women text me and went Wednesday night to service and said, they're talking about the mind. And I go, oh my goodness, God is moving, you know? So anyway, it's been really, really exciting. But I want to take you to understand our mind has to be transformed. And we can go to Romans 12, 2, and we'll start there. But we need to understand that there's a husband or a wife or maybe a young adult child that doesn't know the Lord or has taken a detour road, and we need their minds touched and transformed. And that's your spouse. And uh, we need that other person, that man or woman who's not supposed to be with them, to have them have a heart transformation and a mind transformation, and that they will be gone in the name of Jesus quickly and, and sooner than later and sever, cut, and destroy all ungodly relationships. Right now, in the name of Jesus, be gone. And we just want that, that other person to find their, to go back to their family, if there is one, on their children. I know that there are many women have left their children, you know. So just like with Bert. So we want to uh, pray for them to go back. And we know that there's many men. My goodness, this is why we're, Father's Day is so important to me as we have men around the world that are standing in the gap when many of them have one or two or all their children, some of their children or whatever, however they arranged it legally to, to have the responsibility of keeping the family together and seeing the family as it grows up. And so we want to honor our men all around the world who have taken the narrow road of standing in the gap for their, their wives. The, they're being husbands and they're being fathers. They're being the, the uh, breadwinner and everything else. And we have our men locally and the men, we know the men that do our Saturday um, um, standing firm 
oh my goodness, we've been so blessed to meet so many of them. They've come down or we've gone somewhere. And it, they're a mighty men of God. And they're in the service and the Marines and the Army. And, and you know what? They, it's, they're in a battle, and they know they are. And we're in a battle. But, you know, God won and wants to win the victory. And what Deanne said so perfectly is that, you know, if you read the Old Testament, there were a lot of battles. But God won the battles. He told them how to win the battles, you know. And he told them, remember the Jericho Wall. Now, would we follow those instructions? I'm just wanting to know if the Lord said, keep my mouth shut for uh, six days and don't speak, would I be doing that? Would you be doing that? But we've got to say, if the Lord tells us, you know, we need to do a study on this, and it's going to take two or three months, whatever it is, will you do it? Will you complete it? What has the Lord told you to do you haven't done? That's my question tonight. Ask the Lord, have you get told me to do something and I have totally forgotten and not done it? Because I believe we have. I believe God reminds us of things. I can tell you that it's happened to me. But what we're wanting you to do and what we pray is that the Holy Spirit will be gracious to all of us and remind us of what we're supposed to do. If he told us to do something, we didn't do it. If he's told you to get your house in order or to paint your house or change your bedroom around. I painted my bedroom and changed it around and Bob went in there one day. He went white, walked in and went straight to my bedroom. I didn't know what he was looking for, you know. And he goes, how come you changed it and fixed it all up and I said, because I'm waiting for you to come home and enjoy it, you know? You know? And he goes, you sure there's not somebody else? And I said, I'm positive, you know? And I said, I got your mother and dad right there with the window at the next corner so they can see anything, so, and your kids, you know? So, but it, you know, he, he knew what he was doing. He thought I was doing the same thing, you know? I wasn't, you know? I went on a narrow road. But maybe you need to do something. You know, when your husband or wife comes home or sees anything, wouldn't it be nice if they say, wow, what have you been doing? Look what you've done. Instead of see all the dirty dishes and all the other things. Now, I must tell you, this is, this is another thing I'm going to say to you before we even get started. If your husband or wife said, you know, I really wish you'd pick up all the clothes or wish you would do this or wish you would do that, and you ignored all that, and you just say, well, I'll do it when I want to. But now that they're not there, I don't have to do it. You know, I want to warn you that the Lord wants you to act married. Act married, live married, and tell your kids you never know when dad's just going to pop in, and literally that would happen. The my door was always open. Bob had the key to the house, and he was invited at any time, rain or shine. I did not, we, I wasn't, I just said, you know, I, I, I was mad at him, violently mad at him, um, so much I divorced him, you know, and that, I should have been reading the Bible then and getting under, do it topically. If you haven't read the Bible about marriage, 
read it topically, and the Lord might speak to you like he did me. But I divorced Bob, and then God had to send me a messenger at our church for me to get that. But the point is, is your house ready? Is your house ready? I want I only get your spiritual house ready tonight, but I want you to get spiritually ready. And I, I don't want you to say, but you don't know about my wife. You know what? That is where we have got to let go, let God, and let God change them, and you pray about it every day. Pray every day for your wife or husband uh, with scriptures in it. As you know, uh, go to our website, and under resources, there are printed scriptures that you can pray. But we've got to get serious. We're in a battle, and I would love to have hundreds or thousands come home before school starts. I would love it. Why can't we? You know, it's not us doing it. It's us being obedient and us being, and being faithful and in, in praying the word and, and saying, Lord, I know you can do it. And thank you, you're doing it in advance. And it just keeps speaking faith and not speaking death about your marriage. And you won't believe what, God, what happened this time. Or you won't believe yesterday. Quit telling everybody. That's gossip. You don't need, unless you got one prayer partner, you need to tell one person, and you don't need, they don't need the details. We give too much credit to the devil of what he's doing. But we need to give God the glory. He's a good, good father. And we want him to see us doing what he wants us to do. And we need to obey him. But Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Now, we know our spouses, or maybe even young, your young children or teenagers, are, do not know the Lord yet. And they're headed toward the world because of the temptations. But it says, and we need to be urgent every day praying for all our kids. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. And that is what we're going to pray for ourselves, that we be more, 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 more Christ-like. Have the mind of Christ. Do not be satisfied. Oh, you think you've arisen? You've, you've arrived? No, I'm not arrived. I want to be more like Jesus every day. I dare say that all the teachers at school will say they could take a doctorate, they could do the masters, they can do this, they can do that. But they can personally study and I went to Madison, who is here tonight. Where's Madison? Oh, she's, she's, a, she's my greeter tonight. She is uh, going into college at FAU. And, uh, and so she is going, you know, I, don't, we don't, I believe she could do anything. She could be anything she wants, and we are not sure all what she wants to do. But, you know, you can be a doctor. We talked back years ago about her being a doctor. And that takes a lot of years to study. But you know what? We need to study too. We need to study the word. We need to study and grow and be more, to just be educated as a Christian. And, and that's what I want you to do. And that is what we, our lack of knowledge as a, as a, as a Christian, as a believer, is not good. Because you know the rest of the world we're willing to debate us on anything. And they will probably win because of our lack of knowledge. Is that true? 
That's scary because we become lazy and lax in, in the church. And we have got to rise up and say, I'm going to know the word about everything. And I'm going to, I want to be, and I want my God to restore my marriage so that everybody can see like at my work. There were 12 doctors. They got to see the miracle walk in. And they got to hear him speak. And, uh, and he was a patient for them for many, many years. And they saw what happened. We want to bless the, the Father's Day because they're with their children and some of them aren't. And we want to say to you men, whether you're there or not, you are loved by your Heavenly Father more than you can ever begin to imagine. And whatever minute, five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day or uh, you get them two days a week or you get them whatever schedule, 50-50 is now a very popular thing. Whatever it is, take that time and teach them about the Lord. We've got people that have been in church all their life that are now saying that the teenagers or the young adults are atheists. And, and that is just a, because of the world that has come into here and take, trying to squeeze out the Lord. So I want to say to you, I applaud you all. And I know it's not going to be an easy month, but I am, we're praying that you can get time with your children and really have a special time with them and that they know that, that it's important. Those kids need you more than you think, regardless what they say. Kids say all sorts of things at different ages. We're going through all different stages in our kids all the time. We have eight grandchildren. But I'm saying to you, love them unconditionally, no matter what age they're at. Rudy was in kindergarten and was at an assembly. And on you have Facebook. I'm sure some of you have Facebook. But I have Facebook so I can see all these videos of my kids because that's how they do it. And so I was looking at Rudy, and he had his arm around this. And he was singing every word really, really good. And all of a sudden, he put his arm around this boy next to him, and he was patting him on his side. And I said, oh, isn't Rudy so cute and so good? He's being so friendly to him. And so I commented and commented and go. I'm so proud of Rudy being so friendly to this boy next door. And Kathleen said, oh, he was crying because his mom didn't get to come. And he missed his mom in kindergarten. You know, there's a lot of parents that because of work and single parents that have to work, they don't get to do all what we get to do. And, but I thought Rudy had enough wherewithal at six years old to hug and to pat him and to care. That's what we want. We want to go around to the people who are you see that are hurting with the marriage problems that they don't have any kids or they don't get to see them all the time. They move to another state. Whatever it is, I want you to understand you can go and pat somebody in your church that's hurting and bleeding. Or you um, there's another man up north that does uh, devotionals that works with the youth because he doesn't, his children are grown up. So there's, fathers, there's many ways you can sow seed into boys and men and, and kids of many ages. So I challenge you that. I heard the 
there's a song, it's called Waymaker. Way Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That is what we got to remember. We've got to remember who God is. He is the miracle worker. He is the promise keeper. He is the light in every darkness that you've got going on. And we have got to understand that. So my challenge to you is that you will have, want to choose the mind of Christ. And if you think you were, we were too big for this, my, I was telling my grandson, Kyle, and he goes and he pulled this book out and he goes, Grandma, I'm reading this, Living Out the Mind of Christ by Dr. Ben Gutierrez, G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z, a lot smaller book. So I said, let me take that one too. Uh, when is this due? Oh, the end of summer. I said, I'll have it back. You know, so I, I've got two books now I'm doing, and Practical Keys to Discovering and Applying the Mind of Christ in Everyday Life. That's your goal. That's the goal for your summer. That's your assignment from Charlene to say, are we going to choose to have the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ is, is quite an endeavor. It's not all that simple. It's, in fact, we'll go to Matthew 6. We talked about your heavenly father and the good, good father. I couldn't think of a better place to go is Matthew 6. Matthew 6 is one of my favorite, um, one of the beginning ones that God gave me. God's blessed me so much with so many scriptures, but he also gave it to one of my children when they were going through a difficult time, and um, he liked it also. He says in Matthew 6, verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Now, I know none of you are ever worried about your circumstances. Are you, is, is this true? You, you don't need this one? Or so can we read it? Okay, we're going to read it because there's a few of you that need it. But I think I'm going to hit the nose. I'm going to hit this nail right on the head of it because this is for you. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your daily life. Do not worry. Can we take the worry out of our mind? Can we choose to say, Lord, I want to be more Christ-like. I want you to take the worry about my future, how I'm going to pay my bills. What's another one? When are they coming home? Okay, what's another one? Oh, I hit them all? That's all you have? What is it? Oh, yes. Salvation. That's why we want that movie. That's we, we want to pray they have somebody show them the, now the DVD that's coming out this month. Now, are you going to pray about it? Or are we just going to think about it? Gone. Devil won. You didn't pray about it, and so there's no seed sown about this prayer. You know, thinking about things doesn't do a thing in our prayer life. Did you get it? Thinking about something 
doesn't help your prayer life in praying for it to be happen, to have happen. Because Jesus Christ is standing on the right side of God the Father, and he is your intercessor for you, but you got to pray. Well, how is your prayer life? Jesus' prayer life, what do you think you would give him? Well, boy, you're not giving him much right now. A 10. Okay, that's good. A 10. It's, he's, he was perfect, but he had to pray. Do you realize that? Jesus was perfect, but he had to keep going to his heavenly Father all the time and pray? May that be a very strong hint for us that we need to pray and I don't mean you have to get on your knees. I mean you can wash dishes. You can be cutting the yard and praying. I, you can do pull weeds and pray. You can do anything and pray. You can lay in bed and pray. You can and turn off the TV and sit in the chair for 10 minutes and pray. So I'm trying to get you to understand we have got to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ but we have to understand the devil is attacking us and we don't realize it's the devil doing it we just think it's us we're just not going to do it right now we have got to say am i am i a lukewarm christian am i a, 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 how am i medium or am i hot or am i cold today and hot tomorrow and or do you read your bible every day or just once a week you know, we need to grow and have the mind of Christ. So therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, and I love listening to birds. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away barns, and yet... Your heavenly Father feeds them. You know, that's a true statement. We really, if we can understand that he feeds all the animals that are wild around, he is taking care of how he created them. And I, I love it when we, we talk about the ark. He spoke to those animals to two by two, go into that boat. There was nobody whipping them, telling them to go, you know, as a rancher or anything else. God spoke to them. He created them, and they went into that boat and so they could have production. Now look at the birds of the air, and yet it says they uh, do not sow or reap, Store away in, away in barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. He's going to feed us. He's going to pay our bills if we will be wise. We can't spend all the, bill, all the money on bills foolishly. But if we will be frugal and we pray about and put the, put the bills. I used to put the bills on my Bible and say, Lord, they don't equal out to what I owe. I don't know how I'm going to get them paid, but you do. And you can stretch it out, and you can do whatever. How many orphanages? I know one that we give to, that they'll just pray and pray that God will supply their needs. We've got to remember that the power of prayer is so important in our walk.
for marriage restoration. It's not optional. Our prayer life and reading the word is not optional. It's got to, you have got to become disciplined and you have to be focused and you have to walk and, and have a lifestyle of, with tenacity and perseverance and you have to say, I want this. You may want a car, but you know what? I want my marriage and my family restored. I don't want to see a Rudy or a Kyle, either one of two kids, see a broken home in their life time. That's why I said I'd fight for life. I, I, I don't ever want to remarry. And that's what we've got to understand is that we must pay the price. There is a cost. Jesus Christ paid cost on it. But we need to pay the cost of, of being faithful to our Lord. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? He's can stomp on my feet on that one because I just got a new outfit. But see how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father, their good, good Father, knows that you need them. So we have to trust him. But seek, but, there's a but right in that sentence. And it's saying, but, stop, but, but, and he wants you to stop. But, seek first. Seek first. Circle, seek first. Underline it, highlight it. I've got yellow and I've got underline. So, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Jesus, the Lord, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit is saying, me first. Me first. Maybe before you even put your feet out on the, on the floor in the morning, you could say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Lord. Wow, I slept so good. Wow, I had the worst night's sleep last night because the devil was tormenting me with my mind because I slayed there and worried. You know what you need to do when that happens? Get up out of the bed Grab a Bible and read one or two chapters of the Bible or, or do whatever devotional book you're doing. Do that. I guarantee the devil will, and then tell the devil to leave you alone and that he will give you a good night's sleep because he promises it in the Psalms and that he will give you good rest and you're not going to steal my sleep. So we've got to get mad at the enemy and get serious about, I'm not going to toss and turn, toss and turn, but I'm saying to you, and this is for somebody besides me, because I know that's what I do. I get up. If I can't sleep, I get up. I read three chapters last night 
because I always think about tonight. And I go, okay, I don't need to think about tonight. But you know, just the flesh does. But anyway, I gave the devil a black eye. <laughs> I read three chapters. So, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. What a promise. Do you know the promises? Do you understand the promises that we're getting and that God's trying to tell us? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Righteousness is important. It's number one. We need to seek his righteousness. It's being Christ-like, okay? So that is our goal. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow might not even be here. The Lord may come tonight. Okay, we just want our spouses saved before then. So that's why we've got to be ready. Are we ready? Or we want to pray for all our family members to be ready. We're in an urgency. We, we need to say, why should we be lax and lazy? Because who knows what tomorrow can bring. All these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Oh, man. You know what? If you are a worrier, if you're a worrier, I want you to read this every day for a week or two or three till you get victory over worry. Do you all agree? I mean, the devil is having a heyday stealing with the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, and he is tormenting us, and we're allowing it. So let us rise up and say, no more. And you know what? Go to Psalm 18. Psalm 18 is just, I'm going to just show it to you. Write it down inside the cover of your Bible if you have to so you don't forget. But Romans, Psalm 18 says, this is where the Lord delivered um, David from the hand of all of his enemies in the hand of Saul. And I'm just going to read three verses. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He's my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He is able to defeat the enemy. And so there is no enemy in your life, in your family's life, in your spouse's life that is too great for the Lord not to defeat or remove or get out of the situation. He can handle anything. And we have got to come and believe that and know it. So we need to believe that. And we need to know when you can't sleep, you get up and you go to Psalm 18 and read it. Or go to Psalm 51 and read and cry out mercy, have mercy for me that I, I'm, I'm a sinner. And you never go to Psalm 91. And then you can go there and say, Lord, put angels around my kids and protect my husband or my wife. We need to get serious and, and use the word as a weapon. The, we the Lord wants us to use the word as a weapon and not just lay in bed and toss and turn. 
or, or run around the work and not be worried about all the circumstances, but we don't take authority. You have authority to take back what the devil has stolen. And the word is given, God is giving you promises. He's giving you a rhema word. And we've got to take authority and say, Satan, you can't have them anymore. They're my covenant wife. They're my children who have been deceived. And I'm standing on the word of God and get promises. Put it on the computer and have a list of them or have files or put it on index cards, whatever way it works for each of you. But we need to take authority and stand up and say, Satan, you can't have us. We are going to walk in victory. So, turn to Psalm 127. Psalm 127, I'm going to start because the clock keeps ticking. But verse 3, and this is about, about the parenting. You are parents. You're a mom and a dad right now, maybe, in your home. And you have to wear both hats. And I know what that's like. And uh, we got talking about discipline when we've been having all these dinners we've been going out to and everything, and all the stories we've had. And it's funny. But I can remember, and Tim will remember this, because Bob came home the year uh, Bob, Tim graduated. And he came for the festivities, and that was the end of May or June. I didn't look at his... I didn't ask for him to get his graduation card out. But he was there with all the friends from church and whatever and the kids that were all there. Now, I did not see any sign that he was coming home or was he giving us any hints that he was coming home um, at that moment. And he lived two hours away. But um, Tim graduated and we... Got, and July 4th came and went. We didn't, he didn't even call us up. Or, so I figured I knew where he was. I didn't have to ask that. I'm, I'm a smart woman. You know, <laughs> if it's a holiday and he's not calling to pick up the kids and not calling to see about what I'm doing, then obviously I know what he's doing, you know. So what do I do? I, I pray a lot. You pray a lot that everything that they planned will be canceled and removed, and that he, they're not, they did not have a very good time. Well, if you read Bob's books, you're going to find out it works. It works. And that's the best news. He would get his diary, and I would get my journal, and I'd go, Hallelujah, the Lord won. I mean to tell you, and I don't know if how many are about this, but literally, he lived two hours away, and she was up there on a weekend, and he was working on a Saturday, and she said the, his journal just fell out of the closet and hit the door and, and right in front of her, and she started seeing all these little notes about coming and seeing us and so forth, and she, he didn't tell her. And so anyway, she got, he got a phone call, and he said, uh, she said, I'm leaving, and you're double-timing me, and da-da-da. No, you're not double-timing. I'm the one, original one, you know. <laughs> You know, move, lady, go home. Go home to your husband and your three kids. You know, but, you know, so anyway, he, Bob called me up screaming at me. I know you never had a phone call like that. And said to me, what did you tell her today? 
I said, who, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he said, you've talked to her and told her what we're, that I've called and I met you. And, and I said, I never have told anybody. And he goes, well, she knows everything. And I said, well, I don't know how she knows, but I didn't tell her. And so he went over there, left his work real quick, and said, I'll be right back. I've got a problem at home. And, and, and she finds that this fell out. I said, God, drop that right out there. And I, God, you can do anything, anything. So don't just, let's pray in detail, specifically. You know what? You, how you pray is what you're going to get. You know? Well, let's pray with authority and say, remove her that weekend. Okay, she was removed. I got to talk to my husband and said, well, that was... And I, I hung up that phone, man. I had a... I was praising the Lord, jumping up and down. And I said, one weekend gone, you know? Thank you, Jesus. You know? But he came home that very... July, that not that that, that time, but when Bob came for his Tim's graduation, he came home suddenly on July seventh, nineteen eighty-seven, and you know we never would have expected it. So you never, never know how suddenly it will happen. He came home on a Wednesday and told me to stop praying, and that was how he drove two hours to make that message for me. But God had another message for him, you know. So you've got to just, don't get discouraged. Get standing up and have the mind of Christ and have the attitude of Jesus Christ. And we've got to take captive our thoughts and not let our mouth talk like the devil. You know what? Because what our mouth says is what our heart says is in it. And we've got to say, Lord, get rid of that junk, all that anger, bitterness, hatred, and I am just spewing out. Well, you know what? You need to zip your lips, and you need to say, Lord, clean up my heart. Clean up my mind. Then I'm thinking these things. When you're saved, you're filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5. You need to have that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And no, that's not seven different ones. It's like an, an orange of all in one. So you have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You have all of these. But you've got to have them grow and mature. And if you don't have love and you don't have joy, and if you don't have peace and you don't have patience, it's not that the Lord has not given it to you. Because you're, unless you're not saved. The Holy Spirit is right there living within you. So we've got to understand that sons are a heritage from the Lord. Psalm 127, verse 3. Children are a reward from him. Like arrows, verse 4. And there was a movie just recently, like arrows. In the hand of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man or mother whose quiver is full of them, the parents, the husband and the wife, the mother and the father, they will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. Go to Psalm 128 right below. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You will eat the fruit. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. 
your wife will be like a fruitful vine. Well, if she's not fruitful right now, men, why aren't you praying that? Within your house, she will be a fruitful vine. Where? Within your home. Your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. Well, we all need to fear the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. And may you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. And may you live to see your children's children. What a promise and what a blessing. And so we want to pray for the parents that do not let you, do not stop praying for your children and have a healthy, strong relationship with them. We need to know that in Luke 1.17, when John the Baptist was born in, um, with Zechariah, his description in Luke 1.17 says, and, and John the Baptist will go on before the Lord. God told Zechariah and Elizabeth what this child was going to do. And this is what he's going to do. He's going to go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. We, the Lord, wants the mother and the father together raising the children. It took two to have a child, and it takes two to raise the child. Is that not true? We know it when, we've been, when we're alone raising them. Proverbs 4, verse 1 to 4, I want to read to you. Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. If there's no father speaking to them, they do not have the instructions. That's why I say, fathers, I, I know you may not text. You may not like FaceTime. Do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes to have a relationship with your kids. It may not be the long conversation it was when they were 8 or 10 or 12, but take it whatever you can get. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you some learning, so do not forsake my teaching. When I was a boy in my father's house, still tender and only a child of my mother, he taught me and said, lay hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. So we need to realize that we need, the Proverbs talks about wisdom, knowledge, discernment, and insight. We need all of them. We need them all. And in Hosea, it, there, how many know, has, how many know about Hosea 2, 6, and 7? You know that? Okay, we'll be sure to pray Hosea 2, 6, and 7. Because you don't, you don't have to be, you can change it for a woman, whatever. But we want to remember Hosea 4, 6, and 7. Hosea 4, 6 says, let me get to it. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we are saying, Lord, I want to learn. I want to go to your graduate class. And I want to be more, more like you each and every day.
<clears throat> we need to beware <clears throat> of our tongues. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians 6 to be exact. I'm going to start in verse 1. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. If your children are misbehaving and, and they're any age, pray this prayer every day and pray it with them. Have, a memor have your children memorize scripture. Have your little ones memorize, and then when they get to seven or eight, they're going to want to do it. They're going to like to sing songs, get CDs, or get Christian music for them. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. This is important. Mercy Me and Brett was not honoring his mother, nor was he honoring his father, was he? If any of you have seen it. He was, had been abused. He had been rejected. He had been gone through a lot of fire. But it doesn't tell us to honor your father and mother if they're perfect. It says honor your father and mother. And if you will do that part, God will bless you. Is that there are some of you that do not have a good relationship with somebody in your own family. And we are constantly saying, let's get the house cleaned up and let's pray for restoration of your own parents. You may have been wounded and hurt severely by a parent, but there are, you can do, go through a healing process of just forgiving them to have that unforgiveness. We don't want that stuck in our hearts. And then, who knows, the Lord may restore it like you will see next month. You'll see a process. So God wants us to take the word and he wants us to apply it. He wants us to obey it. That's why the, it's important when you read these scriptures to not just read it as, okay, I just have to read one chapter today. No, you need to read it and say, do I have to apply it and do something about one of these scriptures? Does that make sense? You have to put application to the scripture verses and be obedient and carry out the truth that God is giving us. God is speaking truth to us, and then we are then to, but you don't understand what my father or mother did. God is saying, honor them, and honor them, and they may even be deceased, and you can go, and I've had people write letters and, and go to a, the cemetery. But the, you get the healing in, the, in, the, in your own heart, and that's what we want. That it may go well with you and that you may en enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, here it comes again, guys. And in some Bibles it says parents. Do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So that is... And if you will go to Colossians 3. Colossians 3, it says in verse 20, it says, Children, 
Obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. That's a good scripture. Like I said, another scripture said it a little bit differently. And then verse 21 comes again. Fathers, do not, or mothers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged or defeated. So we need to beware of our tongue. Proverbs 18.21, you're, you're probably going to know this, but just in case, it says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we need to learn to zip our lips, but we don't want to have zip our lips and then have all the thoughts in our mind going swirling around and we're, and we're not growing in the Lord. So how can you do this? i only got a few minutes left. By praying and ask the Lord to have the mind of Christ. That's number one. You want to pray and say, Lord, I want to have the mind of Christ. Mold me, make me to be what you want me to be. I want more of you each and every day. I want to grow. I want to mature. And I want to be a, a, a servant for you and, uh, and be all that you want me to be. Use me. So there's six characteristics of the Christ-like mind, and I'm just going to go over them briefly, very quickly. And you will be reading about this in devotionals, I'm sure. Or you may hear a, actually, you probably will hear it in a, a uh, podcast because that's easy. To, I can put it, you can put it on, and you can go clean the bathroom, or you can go clean the dishes, or you can go cut the grass. Whatever you want to do with the podcast. So uh, Romans 8, 6 is the pl first place to go. If you want to write it down, it's only one verse. And it says, The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Verse 7, The sinful mind is hostile to God, it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. What? And did that ring a bell? And did that say, that, that's me, but that's my spouse? Did you get it? Let me do it again. Let's go and read it. Again, verse 6. The mind of sinful man. I hope if everybody here... If doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, go over to Donna or Deanne or myself, and we would love to lead you to the Lord. And, and, and um, David Hendershaw will love to lead, any of the men would love to lead you to the Lord of the men. But this says the mind of sinful man, let me just say, this could be your spouse, I'll be discreet. It's death, but the mind controlled by the spirit, that is you, is life and peace. That is our goal. The goal is for you to have life and life abundantly. Remember John 10, 10? The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give life what? Abundantly. So here it is. He says here is life you can have life abundantly, and he's saying, 
You can have peace. I know that all of our staff could say, we would love for all of our standards, all the men and women around the world to have God's perfect peace. Because then you will not be tormented. Do you see that secret right there? Does that make sense? Or do I need to go deeper? But we need to understand that we can take authority with this scripture alone. Romans 8, verse 6, 7, and 8. Verse 8 says, Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. That's your spouse. Or maybe one of your teenagers or young adults. We need to pray their name that they will be touched by the Lord and that they will have the heart, the life, they'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, that they will get saved. They'll be changed and transformed, Romans 12, 2, which we already did. So number two, I already did. It's single-minded, being transformed by the mind. Single-minded. What is James? What do they talk about in James? Now, you older people that have been with me, what does James say? Do not be double-minded. You've passed. Don't be double-minded. In James, it tells us, do not be double-minded. You will not get anything, it says. So I'm not even going to take you there. But we need to go to Philippians. And Philippians is a really a short book of the Bible that you could read and have the joy of the Lord. You could get so much out of it. Joy is the center focal point. Jesus, others, and you. I heard that the other, with somebody preaching a sermon. I don't know the person that did it, but I'm giving him credit, whoever did it. It could be from uh, the internet, but I don't know. But anyway, we need to go to Philippians 2. And we're just going to do this really quick. And then it says, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing on a selfish ambition or vain conceit. Be, Be humble in humility. Be humble. Humbleness, lowly, humble, contrite spirit. Get rid of the pride and get rid of the self-righteousness. Because we're standing, a lot of us have had the Lord tell us, get off of being so prideful. You know what? Only by the grace of God am I here. I am no better than you guys. We all need to not get rid of pride. You know, if you're successful at doing something, say, thank you, Lord, he's given me the gift for this and given me gift and talents for it. Get rid of the pride. Because God doesn't... What was Jesus? He was so humble. Wasn't he? We want to have the attitude of Jesus. In Philippians 2, go to verse 5. It says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. That is your goal. That's your goal. You, and verse 4 says, each of you should look only to your own interests, but also you should look to the interests of others. That's that J-O-Y. 
others first. And that's always, if you start reading the Bible, you will see it over and over. Do unto others as you'd have them do to you. So often we want to say it's me first. I'm saying put your wife first. Put your husband first. Quit putting you first. And yeah, I've got, we've got restored marriages here. We've got marriages all sizes, shapes and sizes. And we have got to understand that when they come home, we need to be loving to them and not have them pay back anything. And if they're not ready and not perfect yet, the most important thing you can do is love them and do unto them and leave notes for them. Just they don't know the Lord. I understand that. So you're going to love them and show them the love of Jesus. Even though they may be spewing at you, you're going to say, Lord, you see them do this, but I'm going to do unto you what you're saying, and I'm going to love them unconditionally, and I pray, Lord, you will zip their lips, that they can't speak what they're saying to me. So number four, I'm just going to give you the four, five, and six, and then I'm not going to study it. Four is purity. And it's Titus 1.15. Unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving, there again, again, unbelieving, nothing is pure. Even their mind and their conscience is defiled. That's what we're praying for their salvation. Purity. Five, be responsive. And this is Luke 24.45 and Isaiah 26, verse 3. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Open their minds to understand the scriptures. I'll open my mind so I can understand the scriptures. Open your minds that you can understand the scriptures. But open your husband and your children's minds to understand the scriptures. So I hope you read that. I pray you will put that as one of the ones you want to pray for your wife or husband to have their mind open to the scriptures. What an awesome scripture. And number six is the same as number one, Romans 8, 6. The mind is set on the flesh is death, but spirit, set on the spirit is life and peace. So you've got choices to make. You can, you can just sit down and say, I don't want to have a Christ-like mind. I'm going to keep my mind the way it is. I'm, I'm, I'm being Christ-like enough. Or you can make choices and take captive every thought that's not Christ-like. But I pray you're going to increase your prayer life. I pray you're going to read the Bible more. I pray you're going to say, Lord, I give it to you. I lay it at your feet. Let go. Let God. And I pray you're going to start trusting God even more. And stop worrying. Worrying is not worth it. It really, really isn't. So we're going to sing another song and I'm going to pray right now, and we're going to sing a song. But when you are singing, guys, I pray you will do some business with the Lord. I pray that you will say, Lord, I got really convicted about this. And I need to be touched. I want to repent. And, and just while you're singing there, or you can just sit down, and you can just pray, or you can stand up and pray. You can do whatever you want. Go in a corner and pray. But I want you to say, 
I want to be more like you, Lord. I want to have the attitude of Jesus. And let's do it. Lord, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for all that we have learned and all that we can laugh and joke and cry. But, Lord, we need to change more. And we need to pray more. And we need to read the word and see it as you study it in a, in a written way to have topically what we can learn. Lord, topically is very revealing to us. And I am not coming down here condemning. I'm saying, Lord, we all need to change. We all need to pray more. We all need to know who we are in Christ. We want to be more like you. We want to be a servant. And we want to serve you as we can. Lord, use us in whatever way you can. But Lord, we just pray tonight that if there's anybody that does not know you as Lord and Savior, they will come to one of us and say, I don't know you, the Lord like you do. And we will pray and there will be a soul touched and saved. Lord, I pray you will go to every one of their spouses, every one of the spouses that are home or in the process of marriage restoration. I pray that you would touch all of these spouses around the world that are working on the process of, of, of marriage restoration, which takes time, that you would touch them both and to have them both want to be more like you. And they both quit pointing the finger at each other and work on themselves each first. And Lord, we just give you the praise and the glory for the word. We thank you for, for um, I can only imagine what's going to happen next month. And everybody hasn't even seen it. We're so excited about that. And we pray that we can be touched and be, uh, see what God can do in a family's life. That's a real story. Lord, we're going to have that story in the future that we can share in our church or in our Sunday school class or Bible study class of what God has done in our hearts and lives by our marriages be restored. So, Lord, we just ask that you would minister to us now and, and put Holy Spirit conviction on us. If there's things that you've told us to do, like I asked at the beginning, I pray that you would remind us all of what we need to do and would we all try to do it in a timely manner. And we will just give you the praise. We love you, Father. You're a good, good Father. And we love all the men who have our Father. And we pray blessings on all of RMM families, fathers around the world. And we pray that you will have a way to break through the walls of not being able to see their kids. And may they be able to be blessed to see their kids on Father's Day. That's our prayer. And God, you can do a lot of miracles. And I pray you will do that. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand up and just worship the Lord and let's talk to him while we're singing and praying.
seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You are my all in all. Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Jesus, and give him a praise applause. The Lord is so faithful. He's so faithful to you, to I, to this ministry, to your wife, your husband, to your children. Never doubt 
all that he's doing for you and praise him and thank him each and every day. I'm just blessed to have all of you here tonight. I hope you've been, you've been given heavy. Uh, this wasn't Pablum tonight. We were learning tonight. And I know I'm challenging you to grow. And I pray that this will help you. I know it's going to help you spiritually. I hope you have a blessed night. And there's food over there for you. Don't forget, write it on the calendar, July 2nd. I can only imagine. Remember that to invite people ahead of time. And uh, we got Deanne and Donna over here on the far over to my left, my right, your left. Um, so go over there if you want to uh, have prayer. And we're thrilled to have everybody. And if there's anybody that doesn't know the Lord, please come and see me. And I would love to lead you to the Lord. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.